know when nobody will tell them. I wouldn't hear when nobody will say yes. We are your people and we are your boys. If these are your people, this is my deliver. I wouldn't know when nobody will tell them. I wouldn't hear when nobody will say yes. We are your people and we are your boys. This is my Nineveh Yeah, welcome back, welcome back Yeah, welcome back What's welcome going on everybody, back. it's your boy DJ Gentile And I'm here with Pastor DJ, not DJ, man I, I messed <laughs> it up already Pastor TJ from uh, Riverside Baptist What's going on TJ, how we doing man? Good man, good. I feel hey. bad I messed up your name. Oh, <laughs> man, pastors mess up names all the time, so we we understand that. Uh, yeah, it, it keeps us humble. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I wish like everyone just walked around with like name tags, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would make a horrible pastor, you know, and especially like me, like I stuck out, and like people always remember me, and like I, everyone just kind of blends together, unless I have like a. 10-minute conversation with you, I, you know, if you walk up, shake my hand, introduce yourself, I'll forget, you know, there's been times where I've been talking to a person, I'll just kind of forget, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like, like me being 6'8", you know, everybody kind of remembers the 6'8 guy. Yep, The yep. guy that hits his head on everything and exactly. asks him how tall he is and if he plays basketball. <laughs> and the same questions all the time, you know. And uh, the, But then, you know, I, I, I know people's faces, but, but the name thing always gets me. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I usually have to say somebody's name like 10 times till I really remember it. So, yeah. Oh, man. That's, yep. Um, I got a buddy, uh, Jake. He's really good at that. He's a teacher. And I think being a teacher, like, you're kind of forced to, mm-hmm. you know, remember names and faces. Or maybe he's just good at that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, we used to work in uh, inner city, you know, through a ministry. And, like, he would just know a lot of the kids, like, right off the bat. And I'm just horrible with names. And that, they just kind of merge together. So I'll, I'll be like, hey, what's going on, buddy? Hey, pal. <laughs> You know what's going on in sport. You know I probably won't use sport, but he 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 I mean he was really good with names. So, but anyway, yeah, um, I'm just uh, it's just a, we just got a, a duo going on today. It's been a busy busy week um, for a lot of us, and there's been a big gap between uh, our last episode and this one. But um, we're glad to you know have you guys here. Thank you for tuning in. Um, so yeah, TJ, uh, I don't know what. What's what's a hot topic? What's what's going on? What's what's been going on in your Facebook feed? I'm being nosy now. Facebook feed. Yeah, yeah. When you scroll uh, down that, Facebook, okay. What you so see? I'm, I'm gonna try to think back. Uh, I usually, you know, Facebook's always like, okay, should I have it? Should I not have it? You know, <laughs> back and forth. Is it taking up too much time for my family? Right. You know, like right. it can be. It can be like an addiction, right? Like it, that yeah. kind of stuff. Or whether you do Instagram. I don't know. I think that's like the new cool thing is Instagram. Instagram uh, or like Snapchat. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's so many of them. Yeah. So I, I can't. I, I'm like people try to get me to do Instagram. I'm like, forget it. I, I need to. I need to. I can't do more than one. And Facebook is a good place for me to keep in contact. The reason why I've always kept it is because I keep in contact with people like all over, really the world. When I went to Bible school, I had some friends that went on to missions, uh-huh. and, and and so I keep in contact with people that way. And and there's also a lot of people I have on there that aren't believers. Um, you know, all different kinds of beliefs and backgrounds. And so I love to use it as a chance to uh, uh, proclaim truth. Uh, in, a, in a, And I try to stay humble about it as best as I can. It's hard sometimes because you can't 
um, communicate emotion yeah. over Facebook. Yep. You know, you have your little uh, happy face, uh-huh. angry face, sad face. You know, those that kind of helps a little bit, but but yeah, it's it's kind of hard to do that. But um, I've kind of I, I used to get into these long debates on there about about things. I put up something kind of you know I believe is real true scriptural, and somebody will will, will go against that. Uh-huh. You know, maybe like like pretty. You know, like we'll just say it's un- it's not politically correct. <laughs> something right. on there, right. and I'll put something like that up on there, and it'll get pretty, uh, pretty intense. But uh, lately, it hasn't been as much. It's more just um, proclaiming truth, and not really. I don't know. It hasn't been in, in any debates lately on there. So that's that's kind of good. I had one friend that was always would always go against me. I put something up, and I'm like, I know this guy is gonna comment <laughs> on this one, and every and he would, and I would just laugh. But we were good friends. We used to meet and, and talk about Jesus, talk about the Bible. He was an, he was like pretty much an atheist agnostic. And uh, eventually he came to know Christ as a Savior. And this was like probably eight years. Yeah, probably about eight years of friendship. And it was uh, I moved away. So it was mainly over like phone, text, Facebook a lot. Uh-huh. Um, and we got into some intense debates on there. Try and... I mean, we really wouldn't get angry at each other, but it would just be. It just like, be. We're, we're yeah. just gonna say it like chess. You know? It just lasts forever. Oh yeah, and it yeah. goes on like forever and ever and ever. Um, you know, but but he eventually got to the end of his rope, and he just he just called me up. He's like, man, I'm life is just life's tough, man. He's like, I'm not I'm not doing well. Uh, my girlfriend just left me. Uh, he was just really struggling, and and it was at that point when uh, he accepted Christ as his savior. But it was it was it was interesting. All the head knowledge that we had. We had got, you know, answering questions he had. Right. Um, you know, debating truth, debating who God is, all of that. What really got him was his need. You, you know, mm. you, you can, I think all that stuff helped a lot. I really yeah. do. Yeah. I think, I think the seeds were being planted, but then, then it was, it was realizing, man, I, I, I need, I need Jesus. I, I need, first it was, I need something more. And I just said, bro, you know what I'm going to say. Right, right. You need Jesus, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yep. like, you just you need you need God in your life. You need a savior. You need somebody to guide you. Mm-hmm. You have none of that. You know you're on your own. So mm-hmm. anyhow, that, that, that's probably the thing that I can think about the most. Is we used to really get into it, but lately it's been more of like just uh, I don't know, not, not having really debates. I think I posted a, a quote by Spurgeon uh, this morning that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nobody really went against it. Uh, it was just that uh, etiquette. I think he said he said something about etiquette. I'm paraphrasing here. Uh huh. Um, that that etiquette is uh, is for some reason believe that that you have to be uh, you you have to be quiet about what you believe. You have to be quiet about your about God and mm. and and especially Jesus. And he said that is just. Um, I mean, pretty much that's baloney um, mm. in his, in his uh, uh, 1800s talk. You know? <laughs> um, and then he said, uh, uh, he said a lot better than I'm saying it, but he said that that that, that, is, that etiquette leads to hell. Mm. Uh, and then he went on to say that, that uh, um, really, if I really love somebody and care about their soul, yeah. I'm going to tell them about the gospel. I'm not going to just keep quiet about it just so they can right. be happy. Right. You know, yep. Not feel uncomfortable. So. Oh, I'm with you on that. Yeah, man. Even with the Facebook thing, you know, that's something I've uh, been um, kind of dealing with too. Because um, my wife knows it. She knows, like, mm-hmm. if I'm on my phone, you know, it's 
oh, come on, Mario, let it go, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. same thing. <laughs> let man. it go. It doesn't my matter. My buddy Cruz, when <laughs> I would get into it with him, and this guy is an agnostic, how do you, my wife would just say, he he doesn't want to know the truth. She's right, like, just right. Like, let it go. You right. know, I'm like, I can't let it go. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you, you feel like you have to just express it. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I, I will say this, you know, at the very least, you know, there's a balance that comes with that, too. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to just kind of, yeah, there's times where, hey, you probably just need to say something and then just kind of leave it at that. You know, you don't have to go back and forth, back and forth. Um, you know, one thing I like to do is just, um, just post a scripture. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. you can't really, yeah. Yeah. like, I don't yeah, exactly. <laughs> With Christians, you know, are you going to, you know, debate the scripture? Now, you may debate the application or whatever, but if you just post it, I mean, that's a seed planted right there. And like, mm-hmm. And know, if their issue, their issue is you, if they have an issue, it's it's with the scripture, scripture. Not, yeah. not so much with you. Yeah. It's like, what, what are they going to say? And, and usually that, like you're like you're saying, that usually when I just post scripture, up, I don't get I don't you don't get a whole lot going feedback. against that. Yeah, so yeah. people will say I love that passage or whatever. But um, recently, I had a this is just as we're thinking about this, I thought of a friend of mine who uh, he's I think he's a believer. Um, he he just is really. Uh, crude with with the way he talks, um, liberal with 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 things like that. And when he watches football, man, if his Packers lose, he gets so mad, oh, and he just starts man. putting up stuff on Facebook like the rest sh- just should just go and bleepity bleep. And it's just brutal stuff. Right. People know he's a believer. Right. You know, like like he used to be a youth leader, so I know a lot of youth like they look up that. to this guy. Right. Or used to. Mm-hmm. And when he posts that stuff, it just kills me. I'm like, man. And so. What I found the best way to, to, to talk to somebody like that, because I mean I believe as believers, if you're friends with, if you're close to that person, you should talk to them if there yeah. if there's an issue that's that's reflecting on Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I, I did send him a private message and I said, hey man, I wish I could get together. He lives away ways away from where I live. I said, I wish we could get together, man, and talk about this, but. I know that's not possible, so I just want to let you know, like, um, I really am concerned about when you post stuff like that because it, it sends a bad message as to what, you know, what, what a believer is supposed to be like, you know, and, and it's um, it's a stumbling block to so many people. I know it is. Yep. And I said, I it was just a private message. I said, I think it would be better for you not to post that, not to, not to say things like that. And, and he was a little defensive at first, but we kind of hashed it out. But I found that like, when you do have an issue with somebody that you disagree with what they said, you right. think it was wrong, right. to go and go to a private message at that yeah, point. Yeah, you know? most definitely. Most definitely. You know, um, I feel like a lot can be resolved, you know, instead of just first, you know, trying to do it publicly, especially. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and it kind of... It kind of seems, you know, like that's a popular approach for, I guess, I guess just for the general public, for lack of a better term, to, you know, I am a comment and, you know, kind of do that. And then you have to debate on there. And it's like, oh, man, oh, people yeah, are yeah, like yeah. getting popcorn. Everybody's watching. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Like, oh, getting man, popcorn. this is good. Oh, yeah. You see those three little dots going juicy. on? They're typing. <laughs> <laughs> so. So true, man. And I've had people t- uh, uh, message me about something they thought I said that was that, yeah. that they didn't think was was said properly or said said with a, a loving heart when when I mean I felt like it was but I, I was so glad that they at least I love messaged me privately yeah. I thanked I always thank somebody hey thank you for doing that and 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 going to me privately and 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 coming to me I'd rather them come to me than right. be like oh I can't believe he would say that and then go right. talk to somebody else I'd rather right. them come to me Right. So I, you know, I appreciate that. One. I, I love that. I love that. I, I've had that happen to me a couple times, um, and 
I love it because, you know, we're able to engage each other in conversation. And even if we walk away, you know, kind of, hey, I believe this, you believe that, you know, that's something I can still pray on. And, you know, if my heart is hardened towards the Lord, of course, he will convict and correct me, um, if, if anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, it's, it, and it's for me, you know, it's, it was... I try not to make it about, oh, me being right, you being wrong, or anything like that. But really just just having the conversation and just really just kind of stepping back and kind of like what we're going to talk about in a little bit now and just evaluating, okay, what was my motive for posting for what I posted? You know, was it really just trying to reflect what the words say? Or maybe I'm mad about something or angry. And then that moment of anger just kind of put that out there. So there was somebody I just heard in the White House, uh, uh, White House chief of staff or somebody said something. They asked him, uh, the media, somebody asked him, what would you say to the president as he comes into office? And and they said, uh, uh, he said, I'm going to say to him, uh, taste your words before you say them. Mm. And I thought, wow. What a good message for our president today, yeah, yeah. especially this president, <laughs> especially this yeah, president. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Taste your words before you say them. Like that's what you were talking about. Just yeah. think about, okay, how? What are my motives? Why am I saying this? Right, right. How is this going to come across? Right. All, all, all of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, I'm still praying for him, man, because it, it just seems like he's just making, like his job is just becoming harder because of the things he, you know, he mm-hmm. says. And, there's nothing wrong with just, you know what, I'm just I'm just going to do my job and just be quiet, you know. There's yeah. times I have to do that in my yeah. personal job. Yeah. You know, things are getting hot and heated, and, you, know, every, you know, and everyone's, like, fighting, you know. It's like, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to be at the water cooler talking about so-and-so. I'm, I'll just eat up front, you know, mm-hmm. by myself and mm-hmm. not be a part of that, you know. Sometimes it's better to, well, it, it's always better to listen than to speak first. Mm-hmm. And, uh. A lot of people don't do that. I, you know, it's it's weird. We got a, a real divide in America. I've got friends on both sides of this on Facebook. I'll have friends. I'll be scrolling down, and one guy will say that they love what the president said or something, and somebody uh-huh. else will say he he is an absolute idiot. You know, right. or that he is racist. He's a big. He is horrible. I cannot right. stand this guy. He's not my president. You know, and go on and on. Yeah. So there's all this difference. This complete difference. Uh, and and recently, I guess he said something. That um, I heard on the radio them talking about, and this is a conservative uh, radio station, and they were saying that this that this was just devastating what he said and just so wrong. I don't even know what he said. They didn't say what he said. Okay. So I don't even know what he said. Maybe you do. I, he said uh, something recently the about. Last the, I heard, um, let me see one out here. Just I think I heard it uh, yesterday. Um, let's see. You know how, like, a team won the championship and they go visit the president at the White House? Yeah, yeah. Well, Golden State, you know, I guess it was kind of their turn to go, you know, visit President Trump at the White House. And Steph Curry kind of publicly, like, declined to go see him because, you know, the statements Trump has made, you know, over the past. And, you know, Trump kind of turned around. I don't know if he tweeted or said it, but he was like, well, your uh, invitation's been revoked or something like that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then a couple – of other athletes kind of got, you know, said said their two cents. LeBron James was one of them, and I guess Trump was just uh, he he was also just kind of expressing you know some of his frustrations with some of the athletes just kneeling like the football players during yeah, yeah, the yeah. Um, um, national anthem mm-hmm. and um, that if he I'm not just paraphrasing so I, so I could be wrong but if he was like an owner or something. Um, he would, he would fire, you know, um, 
basically he used the SOB, you know. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So he, that's he, probably I mean, what got him. Yeah, that, yeah, he went there. So um, just with that, it's like I see where you're coming from, but at the same time, dude, you're. It's, it's, it's like making your job that yeah, much yeah, harder. Yeah, yeah, you're just digging your own grave. Yeah. Like. But, you know, it's funny. People get so surprised that, true. about this. And I'm like, man, let's go back to the to, to the uh, GOP uh, nominations and all and, and that whole process. He, he's, he's been like this all along. People. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, we kind of knew that this is, what's gonna, that this is what was going to happen. Right. Um, you know, it's it's just, it's a it's crazy. It's a, it's a big mess. And... Uh, you know, I'm under the impression. I, I think we should um, respect whatever president we have. Yeah, most whether definitely. Obama, Trump, he's our leader. We need to teach our kids to do that. Our kids, right. kids today don't know what to, how to respect authority anymore at all. Right. Right. Um, I think we need to do that. Um, and 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 may we not jump on that bandwagon of just just you know crucifying him in a sense. Right. Right. But rather rather just praying for him, like he's. He's got a tough job. Mm-hmm. Um, he's overwhelmed. He's not. He is definitely not equipped for that job. Right. Um, you know, I I, th- I think that he's in and over his head in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it's just and there's all these issues going on in our country and you're right. I think he needs to just stay out of that. Like, yeah. Maybe yeah. Focus on 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 uh, <laughs> the economy, defending our nation. Yeah. Dealing like, with that crazy guy in North Korea, Kim Jong Un or whatever. Yeah. You know, dealing with those those crazies, you know, like that's the real the real problems out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's nothing you can do. We live in a free country, so there's nothing you can do to keep somebody from kneeling. Yeah. And yeah. A national anthem. Yeah. If soldiers fought so that those people could have the freedom to even do that, mm-hmm. which is ironic. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of ironic when you really think about it, but yeah, I mean. And I even with that, you know, I've, I see both sides, you know. And my thing is, if you look at the history of any country, practically, you can find dirt, you know, you can find something that offends you to where, like, so man, true. I, I don't, I don't like this country, you know, and I'm, I'm not for that, you know, because of the negative things that this country has done, you know, with America, of course, slavery, and I'm off the top of my head with China, you know, like the building of the Great Wall. I watch a documentary of that, and like. Dude, they would take like people and force them to build that wall, and like mm-hmm. if someone died building it from starvation. They would just, you know, build build on their bodies. It's like, you know, um, that that type of labor, and you you can go on and on and on. You know, Egypt, you know, the slavery with the Israelites. So mm-hmm. you could just you could just keep going going on and on, and really honestly, it's it's sin, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. you gotta always because if you cut off the top of the tree. It's gonna grow back. Mm. You got to get it at the root, and really, it's it's sin. And you know, I'll I'll say that to people. You know, and you know, people aren't clapping. You know, just yeah, yeah, that's cool. Now, what's the real problem is, and they're just looking at that yeah, big yeah. tree. You yeah. know, yeah. So, and I and I and I try to be understanding with a person when hearing that too, because they may not see that view initially because they're not looking at it through the scope of the Bible. Yeah, um, yeah. So true, man. We, we it's. It's 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 a it brings peace to know what the real issue is. Yeah, it you does. Know, it does. To know like you know that this is never going to go away. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter who we put up in leadership. We should try to find you know try to try to put the best president up there. Yeah, most definitely. But but the real issue needs to be uh, uh, people turning to Jesus. Yep. And uh, and people humbling themselves and and turning from their wicked ways and turning to God. Uh, and I don't know what it's going to take because our nation has gotten farther and farther away 
Um, this morning I was just preaching on the hypocrisy of Christians. A lot of churches in Decatur preached on that this Sunday. And, huh. and uh, um, you know, we, we, we talked about an issue that happened at a church in Decatur back in the 70s. It's part of somebody's testimony that came up. And, and man, you know, you see the, the pastors that have failed and, and uh, uh, sinned by, you know, le- messing around with the secretary, leaving, leaving their wife, um, whatever it may be. Um, taking money from the church, whatever it may be, and and that has that has caused it has eroded away at people's trust in the church, mm-hmm. um, trust in in pastors, trust. It, it has it has decimated the church in America. The hypocrisy that has existed at, at so many different times, mm-hmm. um, and yet and yet we rejoice that Jesus is the cornerstone of the church. Um, you know, Jesus is the head of the church. And, uh, and, and, and it, just, it just shows us that I think the reason why our country is where it is is because really it's, it's a lot of it goes back to the church. The church not being who we're called to be, you know. Um, of course, people are, are going to choose which way they're going to go and, and, and they, have, you know, they can seek God and find him. You know, mm-hmm. In Acts it says that they're going to seek him and find him. They're going to know who they'll be able to find him. And he's not very far away, Acts 17. But uh, uh, so they're not beyond. They don't have an excuse because oh, this pastor cheated on on his spouse, so I don't need to. I don't need to find God. Right. There's no excuse there. Right. But still, like we're called to be the city on a hill and the salt of the earth. And uh, and there's so much of our history has has been um, you know just hypocrisy at times. And and people will hear about something, and it's kind of like squeaky wheel gets the grease whatever the horrible thing happens in the in the, in the city what pastor leaves his spouse uh-huh. it just it just gets it blows up yep. and it gets big and then that's all people think of and we all lose across the board the whole church loses yep. uh, so that's why it's so important for us to be the church to be the answer of america not our president not the church needs to rise up and and um and be the salt and light of of the world most definitely, man. I'm, I'm with you with that 100%. You know, even with that, I'm, <laughs> I know uh, we're kind of going in a rabbit hole here, which is it's a good combo. But um, even with that, you know, it's whenever something like that does happen, you know, it's like the first thing we do is just kind of give up on that person and we just kind of mm-hmm. automatically excommunicate that person mm-hmm. and just kind of mm-hmm. just shove them there. And we got to be careful with that because, you know, if it, it's good that it came up to surface, even though it's a bad thing that happened, um, there, there's opportunity to correct um, a sin that was hidden. Mm-hmm. You know, better for it to be out in the open mm-hmm. and have us, you know, have the opportunity to correct it, you know, than mm-hmm. to um, just, you know, cut off that person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to say that that passage to Matthew, Matthew, when it says, you know, when two or more are gathered, you know, the Lord is... Uh, with you, you know, and more so is dealing with correction, you know. You talk to the person, they continue to engage in that sin, then you you don't go talk to some members and you approach them. And then, you know, the whole church and, um, and if that don't work, you know, well, that person is obviously in the wrong because yeah. you have the yeah. whole church agreeing, hey, this is wrong. Yeah. So yeah. the Lord is with them on their side. So with that being said, you know, um, you know, let's not stop at step one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I mention this, mm-hmm. you got in a prime example. I'm not going to mention any names of churches or people, but I had a buddy. Um, he got in some trouble um, mm-hmm. 
legally, and the church got whiff of it. And uh, I think the pastor and some other people got together with him and his parents, and they kind of asked him about it, you know, um, you know, like, hey, are you working with uh, any uh, children or anything like that with, with our youth? And just kind of asked him to see, you know, what was going on. And after that, that was it. I mean, they just wanted to know, okay, are you – Okay, we're we're good, you know, and mm. they hmm. really didn't. They just kind of, you know, kind of disciple him through that. Yeah, yeah, help yeah. Him, help him grow. Right, him. right. There was no push. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, I mean, that broke my heart, man. I'm like, dang, you know, and you know, mm. th- during that time, you know, I offered to, you know, mm. you know, do study with him and stuff, and he he turned it down. But I mm. mean, he didn't mention that. Hey, they reached out or anything like that, and I just uh-huh. didn't care for it. He just uh-huh. mentioned that after that. You know, they just stopped talking to him. Mm-hmm. So I understand the excommunication, but you got to take those steps to get to that point. If oh, that yeah. person is going to continue to do that and try mm-hmm. to identify with being Christian, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, hey, mm-hmm. hey, I'm sorry, man, we mm-hmm. we can't we can't work together anymore. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So true. You know, you, you the goal is always restore. Yeah, yeah. The goal is always restoration and redemption. Yep. That's what that's what Jesus is all about. Yeah. But if somebody continues to turn away and rebel and have a hard heart. Um, then, then you, yeah, you can't, you can't just allow that to exist. It's like a cancer right. that just sits there, and people, and then, and then, uh, it's, it's, it, yeah, just, just stays there. And yeah, continues to grow, mm. continues to happen. Yep, and uh, uh, paints a bad picture on Christ, what it is to be a follower of Christ. Mm. So true, so true. And it's a huge stumbling block. Yeah, that's why we got to follow Scripture with, when it comes to that kind of stuff, you know. Exactly. So with that being said, again, you know, um, this is part two of a four-part series, The Game of Hearts. And we're just examining the heart. So we're going to take a quick break, um, play some music, and then we're going to come back um, with a short Devo on Hungry Hearts. All right, it's your boy DJ Gentile, and I'm here with Pastor TJ from Riverside, and we're signing out. <laughs> Zay got the bass thump, yeah. feeling like Kirk by the way, way thump. Yeah. We be going up, got the whole, 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 whole. Yeah. Tell the whole world that we up to something. Uh-huh. We the new church, got the whole world jumping. Uh-huh. Putting on for real, we ain't got time for front uh-huh. But I got it, let, let, let know. Church gone wild, church gone wild, church gone wild, church, 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 church gone wild, church gone wild, church gone wild, church gone wild. With a new church, I'ma say it out loud. Black piped up for a good little while. Spending on chairs, jumping in crowds. Been piped up for a good little, good little. Church gone wild, church gone wild, church gone wild. Church gone wild. Chug on wild, chug on, chug on, chug on wild, chug on, 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 chug on,
between Martin Luther King and 99 Master P. I might pull up in a tank with RMG beside me. Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, you know that's why I be. How you do it without a deal? I told them guys sign me. Ayy, don't try to chat me. I serve a rapper like Jeffrey. Probably why most of them salty. So I drink their tears like a Pepsi. I pull a card of a rapper that act like you play for Bel Air when he ballin'. I told him to show me the racks. Bet that he dance around the truth like he called it. Ayy, if it ain't about progress, it's dead to me. They want that so food and I got the recipe. Talking to God and he told me I better be acting like royalty. Acting like royalty. They tell me when you at the top is lonely, but I don't believe him. My brother, my homies, they was with me. Yo, we always rush and run it just a bunch of kids. Pull up, knock and that surrender with the top down Turn it up and let the truth beat the black down When the haters try to stop you, tell them not now G.O.M. must know the call when we have out If G.O.M. the squad, holla, oh yeah If you rolling with the mob, holla, oh yeah If you ready for the ride, holla, oh yeah If you going for your God,
tell them boys I never leave the crib alone Cause I keep one in my car and I got two at home They different kinds but they do the same thing Double S, double barrel Show no love to the artists who from her. You feel me? Then you got all this drama going on. Christian rapper, rapping Christian, all this stuff, man. And I be hearing about it, but I be in my own world, in my own lane, doing my own thing, and that's how I roll. So, man, you know, people always asking me to freestyle again, like I did on Wado, and so, hit them with this right here. Third Coast got something to say. You listening? Some of y'all, some of y'all will have nothing without trade. A hundred, nothing without K. You get it? I be drunken in the spirit, cooking less about appearance. One God, I fear him. One son, I'm near him, chilling with a beer, wait for his appearance. Young boy, I was so about it. Stop moving here, we are overcrowded. I want every single thing, I never amount it. Opinions, opinions. Religion, religion. I don't really wanna hear it. Don't even waste a lyric Been whipping wood grain so long Might get a splinter when I steer it No, you never heard a flow like this with Jesus in it Now I'm not the lame Broken and travel One thing on his mind and his brain I'm not the same I'm not the guy Was living to die for the fame My life has changed I'm from the way of the truth And the life when he came And I gotta say Never returned to the man I was back in the day I'm on my way I'm on my way till he calls me away I'm not ashamed I got an army about to invade My God is straight Forever and ever and ever he reigns And all I can say Whatever, whenever, whatever I face is Once you think I'm giving up, I ain't giving up Once you think I had enough, I ain't had enough Once you think I'm finished up, I ain't finished up They be just like We be just like If you ain't about that action, get about my face I keep coming right back just like a holiday
And we're back with some food for thoughts. Um, again, this is part two of a four-part series, Game of Hearts. And uh, I know the last episode, I think I was going to, I think I said we were going to do Heart and Hearts, but um, I actually want to get Hungry Hearts out of the way. So the first episode was Hurting Hearts. You know, we talked about, you know, issues like depression and being able to deal with that, you know, um, and, you know, ways that the heart can hurt. Um, this time we're just going to talk about the, we're going to talk about the desires that our hearts have. Um, so with that being said, I mentioned this on the last episode, but this is just a generic definition of the heart. A person's innermost being or conscious sense of morality, emotion, and source of compassion. The heart is considered to be a person's total self. This is a generic definition. Though the heart is a mystery to the Christian, the Bible provides wisdom that enable um, us to examine the heart. So again, you know, I'm, I'm not, um, you know, saying, hey, this is the definition, you know, this is this kind of, it's a little vague, but still there's scripture that really deals with the heart. So we're going to look at, we're going to look at that. So again, you know, um, we all have wants, we all have passions and desires, you know, the need to satisfy these urges typically come from the heart, our hearts hunger in many ways. Sometimes our various passions and desires conflict with each other. You know, an example like fidelity, you know, like, hey, you know, you want to you want to stay with your wife, but you have that lustful eye, you know, or like drugs, like you want to quit doing drugs. But, you know, you have that urge to just satisfy that or finances, you know, you like to spend a lot of money, but you don't want to be poor or broke. (laughs) So, you know, there's there's two desires to conflict, you know, so spiritually speaking, these passions and desires can also conflict with God's agenda for us. Um. So, and you know, this, this I asked Siri. You know, Siri. I got a smartphone, so I guess we'll say she's smart. So I asked her. You know, what's the definition for desire? You know, and she went boop boop. You know, and she loaded it up, and she told me, "Hey, a strong definite or a strong feeling or a wanting to have something or wishing for something to happen." So, um, so TJ, here's here's a question for you, my man. What are some um, desires? I guess we have as people, and I know that's kind of like broad, but just if you could speak for the human race, what are some desires that we have? I think you you mentioned you know a couple of them already. You know, um, materialism. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like our hearts are drawn towards just about anything. You know, you drive down the the main drag of any town and there's just all these signs and it's always saying like get this get this do this you need to do this hobby you need to have this and this will make you feel happy this will make you you know content give you peace um you know uh the heart is deceitful so it 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 will it will deceive us easily just Mm -hmm. you know into thinking that this will fill us when it really doesn't Mm -hmm. um so I'd say that there's uh, that the real the real longing of the heart is to have a peace and love, love and peace relationship. Mm-hmm. I think that's a real the real deep down longing of the heart. And when that's not full, you try to fill that with just about anything. Okay. Um, you know, in Scripture it says God is love, mm-hmm. uh, and he, he, so He is love. That's what He is, and and. We even try to fill that with human love, and, and although it can come, it can be a, a, a real good good thing in our life mm-hmm. that can point us even more towards God's love, it's never going to fully satisfy us. 
Um, you know, you even if you love your your spouse, uh, and you should love your spouse, uh, you, you know that you're eventually gonna death's gonna separate you. Mm-hmm. You know, so yep. that can have a, be a strong fear for somebody. What am I gonna do? Yep. Am my spouse may commit suicide. Mm-hmm. No, uh, uh, if if God is filling that that hole. Uh, then, then, you, then you're going to be. You have a strong, firm foundation, mm. no matter what. But yeah, yeah. There's, there's so many things, but I think the real, the real desire of people's heart is um, is love and um, love and peace deep down. Mm. Um, you know, there's a there's a proverb I love, Proverbs 25. The purpose of a of a person's heart are deep waters, uh, but one who has insight draws them out. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Proverbs 25. The purpose in a man's heart, this is ESV, is like deep waters, but a man of understanding will draw it out. So, man, we sometimes we don't even know. It's like a deep water. It's like a mystery. Yeah. We don't even know huh. what's going on in there. Huh. Um, but, but, but a man of wisdom um, can draw that out. Uh, it, that's why I think uh, like iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another. We need to draw that out and ask each other questions. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what's your motivation there? Why are you going after that? Why? What, what, what do you think? Do you think that's going to fill you up? Or, yeah. You know, get, get being real with each other at yeah, times. Yeah, you know? e- uh, examine. Yeah, and examine. really it's the spirit that brings it out. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but God can use each other. So Exactly. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, uh, yeah, just some quick pointers. Um, <clears throat> you know, um, our desires will either lead to frustration or, you know, satisfaction, you know. Um, for the most part, this is just kind of overall view. You know, our desires are typically selfish. And that could be in a positive application or a negative application. So I don't want you guys. It's easy to focus on the negative when you hear the word selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, our desires can take us to places we didn't intend on going. You know, um, so mm-hmm. you know, someone plays lotto. They desire to be rich, and everyone's trying to get money off of them. And you know, and it seems like they're getting stabbed in the back. And you know, years later, they regret even wanting that. You know, mm-hmm. so. Um, so, yeah, just, just some things just to kind of munch on. And um, we're just going to look at some scripture real quick. And I'm coming from the book of James, chapter 1, verses 13 through 18. And I, I don't have my iPad, so I'm just going to read it from my NIV Bible here. Uh, let's see. Let's see if I can find it. TJ, if you beat me to it, you can go ahead and take it. If not. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say we're going to probably tie here. All right, 13. I'm there. So I'm ready to take it whenever you're ready to. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Um, when tempted, no one should say God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin when it is full grown gives birth uh, to death don't be deceived my dear brothers and sisters every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows he chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he um, created so I, I really love this uh, passage and James. Actually, I want to take some time, you know, um, not now, of course, but later just to read that book, man. There's a lot of good uh, Easter eggs in there. But um, just looking at 
uh, this passage. I got I wrote down some commentary. Um, you know, in this passage, James mentioned that God doesn't tempt us to sin; rather, it's our own lust and evil desires. You know, when we allow our flesh to be fed by our thoughts, we're creating a place in our hearts for sin to take root. You know, and without repentance and submission to God's authority, our sin will lead us to a spiritual death. The latter part of this passage, James explains that every perfect and good thing comes from God, or every perfect gift and good things uh, come from God Himself. And um, you know, God's word, um, you know, it, you know, the, when it when it works within us, I mean, that's proof of you know, you see the fruit, and that's proof of you know God's good and perfect gift working. So um, just with that, you know, being said, you know. Um, I don't know. Did you get anything from that, uh, TJ? I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. um, well, I mean, that's a verse, you know, it's uh, probably read many times, you know. And, <laughs> and I, I think what stuck out to me was uh, the the part at the end. And uh -huh. I just had it up and I accidentally X off of it on my phone. No, you're good, it's man. It's take me a little while to go back up. Read the last verse again. So, the last verse, um, let's see. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of. First fruits of all he created. So uh, he gives us birth, which is new birth. I, I think of when Jesus told oh, okay. Nicodemus, you know, you, you have to be born again. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, all of our, our our fleshly desires that destroy our life, that, that uh, uh, the, the heart is wicked and deceitful. Mm -hmm. Who can know it? Um, you know, scripture passages that talk about the depravity that is in our hearts. Mm -hmm. uh, when we ask the question, why would somebody do something evil like that? Uh, we're really asking the question, why do people, why do people's hearts so evil sometimes? Yeah. Um, and uh, all of us have those those desires that are going to lead us astray. And like you said, take us where we don't want to go. Yeah. Eventually, it can easily take us to where we don't want to go. Exactly. Um, and so what, what we need is new birth. Mm. We need God to come in and, and completely... Heal our heart. Uh, yep. Take that. Take that off. Take that cancer off, and and through Christ, He does that. He does through Christ's blood, and uh, and and also example to us. And and when we have faith in what He did for us, mm -hmm. we we then we then have love for mm -hmm. God. We're able mm -hmm. to love God because we have faith in what He did for us. It's natural. Right. And so once we start love. Once we have that love for God, that's that new birth that comes out. It's like a new relationship. Uh, mm. It's a new life uh, where the heart is being filled. The, the, the desires of the heart change. Yep. Uh, Psalms says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So when we, uh, when we give our, our, our life over to him and we start recognizing that he loves us, that there's more to life than just living for ourselves. Uh -huh. our desires start to change and we start to have desires that we didn't have before. Mm. We start to be, to want to be patient with other people mm. instead of be short. Yep. We start wanting to uh, be gentle with other people instead of being, um, you know, just kind of ramrod over people. Mm. Uh, the fruits of the Spirit. We, yep, exactly. We, we start wanting to have more self-control in life and we see this change happening in our life and we go, man, this is, this is not me. God mm -hmm. is at work in my life. Exactly. And you start feeling like full. You do. Satisfied. Yep. Real satisfaction. Deep. Like the abundant life. Jesus said, I didn't come here life. I don't give the way the world gives. Right. My peace I give to you. Mm. That peace that we all long for, that, that contentment. You know, Paul said, I found 
the secret of being content. This is a secret. The world doesn't know this secret. Mm -hmm. The secret of being content in every situation. Preach. Whether poor, what doesn't matter. He said, ah, man, because of Jesus, I'm content in anything. Because mm. I have uh, my, my desires are different. I, I don't I don't desire to be rich anymore. I, desire, I don't really desire to be popular anymore. I don't desire to be. I desire to know Him and make Him known. Wow. And and, and you know that that's 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 one of the most awesome things when you see your heart changing in that way. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. You know, um, it's 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 literally a transformation. You know, from just you know the old wretched, simple heart to mm. um, this something um, that God has made. You know. And restored, you know, mm. he took something broken and he made it whole. And like, you know, and I think of the Apostle Paul, you know, automatically because he was a total opposite. It's like, yeah. it's like you took Osama bin Laden and he's like all patriotic <laughs> now, you know. And <laughs> you know, um, so it's mm. it's you know you go from one extreme to another. Mm. It's essentially, you know. So I want I want to just I like to poke you know the bear sometimes. So I want to just poke a little bit deeper mm. into just you know how. Uh, I guess the desires of their hearts. So I want to talk about addiction. So I ask Siri, you know, again, what's the definition of addic addiction? And she gave me uh, this. Being physically and mentally dependent on a particular substance and unable to stop taking it without incurring adverse effects. So, um, and... You know, I'm, I don't want to just talk about drugs. You know, um, there could be different types of addiction, you know, um, like pornography or um, um, maybe, maybe maybe like an idol or something or something you can't live without. So I, I can't think of anything else. But, you know, addiction is kind of – it's mm -hmm. drugs, yes. But, you know, it, it does cover uh, – addiction does cover a whole um, spectrum of things. So – um, so just, uh, and this is a generic question, um, but, you know, I've always been told there's no such thing as a dumb question. So, TJ, here's a question for you. Uh, is addiction a spiritual problem? Hmm. That's a really good question. I would say yes. Mm. Um, yes, because, uh, like, okay, 1 Corinthians 6.12, uh -huh. I think is a good one that speaks to this. Um uh, it says, uh, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. Hmm. Um, all things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Hmm. I will not be dominated by anything. That, that last part, I think, is what really sticks out to me. Uh -huh. um, you know, Marijuana is going to be legal in just about every state before we know it. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, we live in a hedonistic culture that is focused on pleasure. Mm -hmm. um, and so if people say, it doesn't hurt anybody, it doesn't seem to hurt anybody, what's wrong with it? You know, yeah. It makes you feel good. Yeah. You know? It's an escape. It's an escape from reality. Hmm. Paul said, you know, if Christ is not risen, then just eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. Hmm. Like it, he's like, listen, if Christ is not raised from the dead, your faith is in vain. And it doesn't matter. Life is meaningless, as, as, uh, as Solomon said. Solomon said Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. Life is just unmeaningless. Yep. So, so you might as well just get high, drink, party. Yeah, yeah. Escape from reality because reality actually sucks. Yeah, it because does. Because you start to have relationship people and then they just die and you never see them again. That's it. Mm -hmm. And there's no real point or grand scheme to it all. Exactly. Besides just feeling good. Mm -hmm. So it's no wonder that this hedonist culture we live in are buying into this. And that's why I think it's a spiritual problem because it starts with uh, the, mm. this this concept of, of I, you know what? I'm just going to live for pleasure. Mm -hmm. Like it feels good, so I'm going to do it. Mm. 
and and that starts like the starting point is a spiritual problem. People don't realize. People don't. I think right. people don't realize that at all. They're just like they don't even realize that that this is is opposite, and that it's it's a counterfeit. It's a really a counterfeit to what God would have for us. That's why. Mm. Oh man, I love the passage. I, I didn't even think this till now. The passage that says, uh, uh, "Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit." Mm-hmm. Why? Why? I mean, God's no's are always encompassed with a bigger yes. Mm. Like, don't do this. This right. is counterfeit. This right. is gonna this is gonna leave you. To, to do something really stupid, at least a debauchery, which right. is bad decisions in the area of sexuality. Uh-huh. You're going to make bad decisions, and you're going to regret it. Right. <laughs> it's going to mess up your life. <laughs> it is. You can get drunk, but it's going to mess up your life. So he says, don't do that, you know, but rather be filled with the Spirit, because the Spirit will give you the real escape from reality mm-hmm. and the problems of the world that you're longing for mm-hmm. that last forever. Like, mm-hmm. you know, for instance... Escape. What I mean by is like a loved one dies. I'll be able to turn to drinking. But a relationship is broken. Somebody uh-huh. hurts you, stabs you in the back. People turn to drinking or or drugs. Um, but but there's a reality deeper and bigger to that, and that that's that that's that we're meant to live this life to love people, to have relationships that are um, that are Christ-centered, mm-hmm. that are that are are really, really relationships that are going to um, reflect what Jesus did for us. Mm. So if somebody stabs you in the back, this is just all the more reason for you to love that person yeah. and, 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 and forgive that person. And then this is even more of, more of a way that you can represent Christ because yep. it's easy to love somebody when they're hard, when they're mean to you, yep. or when they're nice to you. Right, it's right. hard to love somebody when, they're, when, they're, when they stab you in the back and they mm-hmm. gossip about you or whatever. Exactly. And you don't have to turn to drugs because guess what? You turn to the Spirit. And you say, Spirit, what do you want me to do in this situation? Well, mm. You want me to forgive as Jesus forgave me. Yep. You know, and so it is. It is that replacement of the escape from a reality that is that is meaningless. Mm. A reality that's meaningless. So yeah, I, I, that's why I would probably say, man, that's a long, <laughs> that's yeah, a yeah. long answer. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, pastors were long winded. Oh yeah, know, hey, so <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, you got to break it down. You know, um, and the reason why I asked that question because um, I feel like a lot of people, and this is, I, I guess you could say, we're all addictions, but more so drugs. Um, a lot of people like to uh, focus on the physical aspect and be like, you know, almost treat it like uh, as almost if it was a disease. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like uh, psychologically, psychologically or mentally, mm-hmm. like you know, like this definition, um, you know, physically and mentally dependent. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like you can't go without, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. you are literally dependent mm-hmm. on this drug, you know. And then if you were to stop, then like things would go crazy. And like, mm-hmm. yes, um, I agree with the last part of that definition. Yeah, the flesh is going to want that. It's going to have a strong desire to fulfill, you know, itself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I agree with that last part. But um, the physically, mentally dependent, um, all, I think it's a stretch. I think mm-hmm. that's almost like you overthrown it because uh, when you mm-hmm. look at it as a spiritual problem, which it is, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's something that God can um, take care of, you know. And I think the farther somebody gets down oh, yeah. that road, the, the harder, harder it is I to come agree. back. And to I, where it, it almost changes somebody's mind yep. once you have gotten into heroin or, yeah. or, or meth. Yeah. Those serious drugs. Because now people do overcome those. People do 
have a, a um, rebirth spiritually or new birth, and they come to Jesus, they turn their life around. I knew somebody who used to be addicted to all kinds of drugs, turned his life around, and he's doing well now, mm. following the Lord, loving his wife. You know, so it does happen. It just, it's just hard. It's just, it becomes harder and harder and harder. The more you give ed- the enemy a foothold in your life, yep. uh, the, the more he is going to get his teeth in you and his grip on you. And, and it's, yeah, it's like the predicament we see the church in today for us to gain ground back to where America would be not post-Christian anymore, but more Christian, Christianity would, would spread to where we were the majority again. Right. Um, it, it would take a lot of work. The enemy has had so much. We've given him so many footholds that uh, that it's going to be hard to gain that ground back a, a lot of work. Exactly. You know? and, it's, and, it's, and it's funny that whenever, you know, Christians do kind of take a stand, you know, everybody's kind of coming down on them for being too hard or mm-hmm. maybe just being vocal about it, you know. I, and, and I just wanted to mention that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just... I guess I just wanted to mention it, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, with, with with you know with addiction, yeah, it's just like with any other sin, um, you know, you're gonna have consequences when you do come to repentance. It's kind of like the prodigal son, you know, he lost all his wealth, you know, yeah. and he's hey, he may be flipping burgers for the rest of his life, you know. His father still welcomed him, welcomed him back and celebrated that he was able to repent, you know, and go back to his father's house, but. You know, he lost his inheritance. Mm-hmm. He has to start himself, you know. He's starting 10 steps back. Mm-hmm. So we have to be okay with the realities mm-hmm. of, man, I've done, you know, this drug for, you know, X amount of years. I lost my family. I lost a lot of things, you know. Um, God does restore, but we got to also be aware that we still have to endure the consequences, you know, of, of our past. You know, I'm not saying... This is it's not eternal. It's not an eternal consequence, you know. If you are a believer, of course, but in this world as we're living and breathing, you know, we won't have to deal with that. You know, mm-hmm. that's something that doesn't really get a whole lot of time or you know get get talked about. And hopefully, you know, that's hopefully that can be encouraging for someone to hear. You know, um, because you know we as Christians, you know, hopefully, you know, with your home church or with a brother or sister that you may know. Let them know that, you know, hey, I'm dealing with the consequence of my past decisions, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, pray for me, you know, and uh, I would like to talk to you about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, uh, we're running a long time, so we're going to try to wrap it up real quick. Just some quick pointers about addiction, you know. Addiction uh, leads to satisfaction in the moment, um, but it also leads to discomfort after, you know, you take it or during the withdrawal, you know. Um, like desires. Addictions are typically selfish, uh, essentially, you know, because you're all about feeding that urge or desire. So um, just a quick proverb, just to kind of talk about that. Um, I love the book of Proverbs. Um, We're going to go to chapter 14, verse 30. Um, You know, just a little nuggets of wisdom. And this one really just kind of spoke to me and uh, had me thinking about addiction. Um. Let's see, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 30. And TJ, whenever you get there, man, you can go ahead and take that one. I'll give you the short one. (laughs) Okay, Okay, 1430. We got uh, a tranquil heart is life to the body, but passion is rottenness to the bones. So um, there's some commentary on that short proverb. This proverb simply uh, states that, a heart of peace gives life to the body. 
um, just just meditate on that. Uh, a twenty, uh, yeah, it's just a heart of peace. You know, this gives life to your whole body. But passion rots the body at the bones. Hmm. You know, when an individual is led by their sinful passions and desires, the end result is essentially death. So if kind of like the prodigal son, like we mentioned earlier, you know, he just kind of just, you know, indulged in the pleasures of the world. Um, even in the book of Ecclesiastes, you know, um, Solomon kind of took it upon himself to, you know, indulge in the pleasures of the world. And he found them to just, it, it didn't really do anything for him, you know, um, for the sinner. Um, who hasn't repented or don't know Christ, there's nothing else. It's kind of like, you know, the movie ends, there's no credits, it's just done, you know, and it's like, oh, you know, uh, I was hoping there would be more, you know. So, again, you know, we got to be careful with our passions, you know. Whether they they start off as good passions, you know, there's times where we can kind of get overzealous. Um, I, I, I like to think of the machine gun preacher, I don't know if you ever seen oh, that yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, I saw that movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, That's a good example. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just kind of let his family just kind of, you know, hey, yeah, y'all stay here. in the background. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then anytime his daughter wanted something, uh-huh. you know, he was like, there's kids starving in Africa. You know, he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just, he just exactly. you know, you're not getting a dress. Yeah. Now, if he was a single guy, hey, more power to him. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but you got a family. Yeah, you got a family, you know. <laughs> so, again, you know, we just got to be careful with that, even as Christians, you know. Um, whenever it comes with, with our ministries and you know things that we do, mm. you know your first fam- or your first uh, ministry is your family, you know, um, and also you want to make sure that you question yourself: Why am I doing this? Why is this a desire for me? Is it a desire that is of God? You know. Mm. So, um, I guess our last question um, for for this um, is: What are uh, God's desires for man? That's, that's a <laughs> so definitely to have a relationship with him mm. um, from the beginning with Adam and Eve to have a relationship with him mm-hmm. and uh, and that relationship comes with trust and faith a faith that that he has our best interests in mind mm. faith that he loves us he's a loving father um, faith that he is who he says he is mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and and that through faith comes obedience faith without works is dead James says uh, faith without obedience is dead um, but that faith but you can't just obey you can't just be, I'm just gonna obey God right I'm gonna, right I'm just gonna uh, go do what's right because I'm supposed to right uh, but rather out of a faith that comes from relationship and then that brings about the natural desire mm. to follow him exactly. and obey his commands, mm. uh, obey his word. And so, yeah, I would say that that is what God says, trust me, don't lean on your own understanding. I mean, a mm. classic Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I mean, we repeat that one over and over again, but it never gets old. You know, it's um, it's cliche, but it's cliche because it's so true. Mm. Um, lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Because if you don't let him direct your paths, and you're on your own, see how that works out for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, with all these things we just talked about, is just really that's a good wrap-up question. Because all mm-hmm. these things we just talked about is really just uh, people trying to fill that hole and 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 uh, direct their own path and go their own course. 
uh, all on their own, and, and it ends up leading to death. You know, there's a way that seems right to a man, and in the end it leads to death. Mm. It may seem right at the beginning, but in the end, you're like, man, what, what was I thinking? What, why did I not trust God with my life? Why did I not mm. look to Him? Right. Um, I, I, Solomon, again, is another good one. He's, you know, philo- he was probably the first philosopher that ever lived. Yeah, you know? man. Like, I mean, just deep philosophy I stuff. fell in love with that book when I read it, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, like, I read it like, well, I want to say like five times. Yeah, yeah. And half of it, you don't understand what he yeah, what yeah. I'm mean like, what that? does he mean by <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like, this dude is crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. He tried I'm everything. <laughs> yeah. He tried everything. He tried everything. And then he'd look at all the problems in the world and he would just be depressed. And But then at the end, he's like, he's like, man, all has been heard. Love God. Keep his commandments. Mm. Um, you know, he says, I love the, I love uh, Ecclesiastes 12, last chapter. Yep. Uh, remember your creator in the days of your youth Ooh. before the evil days come which you will say I have no de- I have no delight in them mm. you know like and I, and I believe that was him talking as an old man where he had had 500 concubines and how many wives he tests his heart with pleasure and, and he's at the end of his life and he's like man I made a royal mess of things mm. I made, my family is a disaster mm. uh, my relationships are broken mm-hmm. uh, you know I I'm in a crowded room, but I feel alone. Mm. You know, like that kind of thing. I yeah. I think that he was just struggling with all the decisions that he made, and he was like, "Man, the desire, you know, like, my days are evil right now." You know, and so he's talking to youth. Listen, don't make the mistake. When you're young, yeah. remember your creator. creator. Before you, you you waste, you look back in your life, and you're like, "I've wasted it." I've wasted so much. Dealing with those consequences. Yeah, I've I, I, I leaned it. on my own understanding. I, yeah. I, I tried to, you know, and that's all, that's all Solomon. Don't lean on your own understanding. Mm-hmm. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Mm. Let him direct your path because you don't do what, it's like your father, an old father talking to his son. If you do it your own way, you're going to be like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the days are evil. Right, know? right. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, I, th- I, I don't know, what was the question? Was oh, yeah, no, no, no. What are God's desires for man? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know, get, trust him. Trust, trust him. him. Trust keep, him. Keep keep him. Especially when you're young. But yeah, it's never too late it's to never, turn. No. To turn back. No. I mean, Solomon turned back, and and then he was able to teach the younger mm. through those. And I think that's why God. It's amazing when we turn back. God redeems even our mistakes because we're able exactly. to say, "Don't do what I did." Uh huh. And then God's able to teach somebody through your mistakes. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. I mean. Um, there's a song, uh, Piano Break from Show Baraka. I, I have to, I'll put it at the end of this episode so you guys can check it out. But in the verse, you know, he was just saying he loved, he, he learned about, you know, marriage from a divorced person. He learned mm-hmm. about, you know, finances from a, a homeless person, um, um, you know, because they mm-hmm. went through the mistakes mm-hmm. and they were able mm-hmm. to look back and like, man, I messed up. This is where I messed up, you know, follow God, follow God, follow God. So I'm going to put that at the end of the uh, this episode, check it out. You'll you'll vibe with it. But yeah, um, our yeah, you're right, uh, TJ. You know, our uh, God's desires for man is um, just uh, you know fellowship. You know, have a relationship with Him. And the crazy thing is, as we begin to fellowship with um, God, you know, our desires become His desires. And that was like that was like a light bulb that went off for mm. me because I've I've had my own desires. And and I'll just kind of say this before we end. One of my biggest desires, like when I first got involved in like kids' church and different ministries in Decatur, was to, um, you know, reach the neighborhood I came from. Mm. You know, mm. to, um, you know, basically, you know, like 
maybe make an impact, you know, in an African-American community or in an African-American church. And, you know, into like, hey, man, like even it'll be cool. We all got together, you know, for like a revival. And like I was on that 2014, man, that was like that was my grind. I was emailing people, you know, knocking on doors and stuff like that. And um, for for a lot of people, you know, uh, I had an event rally for Christ. And uh, for a lot of people, it it, it, it didn't come to the thing I've kind of wanted it to be. Mm. And, um, you know, a year later, I just kind of went through like the, we kind of recorded some stuff. I went through like the old files and stuff. And God really spoke to me from that experience. And um, with that, you know, I've kind of just taken a step back and, I've just been fellowshipping with just Christians. And it's not really, God God doesn't really, I guess, desire maybe a good look from like a social, uh, okay, now I'm losing myself. But I guess mm-hmm. from like a social point of view that looks good to the world, mm-hmm. he just wants, you know, us Christians to love each other. Mm-hmm. So if I'm the only black guy in the room and everybody else is Caucasian, but they all love God, does it really matter? Yeah. You know, we, we just love people, Amen. you know, and if I'm out speaking to, if I'm out in Mount Zion, you know, sharing the gospel, mm-hmm. you know, um, they need, you know, uh, Christ just as much as people need Christ in the hood. Yeah. You yeah. know, so. You know, and I, I think this is probably a rabbit trail, but I think uh, this whole race issues that we're dealing with in our country and people kneeling and all this stuff, you know, um, the church needs to be the answer for that issue too. Yeah. I mean, Jesus was all about, uh, bringing in all kinds of different right. uh, races, grafting in the Gentiles, grafting in the Samaritans, gra- yeah. you know, all into the family of God. Go into all the world and mm. preach the gospel. Like reach everybody, black, white, purple, whatever. Right. You know, like just reach them. Uh-huh. And uh, and and yet we see because of the history in our country with with uh, racism and slavery, we see like. White church, black church, you know, we, we that needs to change. Yeah, we, yeah. We need to see change. We need to, we need to change that. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, and we need to pray for God to change that and work on that. Yeah. That we love people. Uh huh. No matter the, the the color, and we try to we try to to reach out to people that are that that may be different than us, come from a different culture, come from a different background. Exactly. Uh, man, you, that that's a picture of heaven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean just people yeah. loving Christ, you know, and uh being able to fellowship uh, you know, with God's people and also, you know, um introducing um or presenting or giving the opportunity to fellowship, you know, with God, you know, presenting that to mm-hmm. other people, you know, who don't normally, you know, pray or what mm-hmm. you know, whatever you wanna put it. So mm-hmm. you know, and not necessarily just uh, you know, we're I'm not saying, you know, uh you know, not worry about, you know, what's going on socially. I mean, yeah, you know, pay attention to know what's going on. But I need, at least for me from that experience, you know, the, the focus is just presenting the gospel, mm-hmm. essentially just mm-hmm. presenting the gospel. Amen. You know, there's, you know, the mission is over the method, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, as mm-hmm. long as you put the Always. word out there, you know, <laughs> people are going to get it. You know, yeah. whether it's um, just sharing some scripture on the street corner mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, hey, um, doing you know doing like a song with a guitar you know um, it, it may not come off as cool to me but if if mm. God's word is in it it's going to be heard and yeah. you know yeah. it won't return void Amen. so yeah we're going to end it on that note you know try to get out of the rabbit hole I just want to thank you guys for uh, tuning in uh, 
TJ, thank you for coming through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had like seven people in the text message, you know, so it was only the two of us. But hey, it's been a really good convo. Um, I really hope you guys enjoy that. I do want to leave you with a scripture um, that uh, to highlight. James chapter 4, uh, verses 1 through 9. Highlight that and read it. I actually just read the whole book of James, but um, we had one more scripture for this episode, but uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it off because I'm ready to go to bed. So uh, it's your boy DJ Gentile here with Pastor TJ from Riverside, and we're signing out. One, two, three. Are we sinners in the hands of an angry God? Or is God being judged by a sinning mob? God ain't good. I must have missed something. God ain't good, I must have missed something. He been good to me. You been good to me. Are we made in the image of God? Or is it God that's mimicking us? If I'm what's good, I must have missed something. If I'm what's good, I must have missed something. Uh, uh. He been good to me. Huh? He been good to me. He said, I used to be scared of the Holy Ghost. Now I'm just scared of them holy folks Should we disagree with God or should we change him? If I'm made in his image, then why do we feel like strangers? Is he a battery that's charged by my faith? Who's at fault when I race but then I fall on my face? It's God to blame for our intentions Like scientists didn't bless the world with eugenics Like media ain't teaching a new religion Every time I watch the news, I'm getting a baptism Should I prophesy or should I proselytize? Is it culture engagement or compromise? When I keep the doors closed, I'm getting ostracized But when I open up the doors, I'm getting colonized Everything is straight when you have no moral compass Everything is new when you think it like Christopher Columbus Is everything just a social construct? Who's allowed to judge our moral conduct? I was an insecure boy who just thought he was a genius But I was pissed off, that's because I thought with my penis It's all strategic, I'm just asking us the reason Share my faith on the track, I'm just exercising demons Yeah, never told a lie uh-uh, never told a lie Are we sinners in the hands of an angry God? Or is God being judged by a sinning mob? If God ain't good, I must have missed something If God ain't good, I must have missed something Huh? Yeah, he been good to me Huh? He been good to me Are we made in the image of God? Or is it God that's mimicking us? If I'm what's good, I must have missed something If I'm what's good, I must have missed something Yeah been good to me okay let me preach the rich man wants more the poor man wants yours the oppressed want a peace of mind the thief want a peace of mind the doubter needs a little faith it ain't cliche to say let us pray who gonna call the fouls if everybody balls out so open-minded that your brain falls out GK said it best, nothing fails like success And being consumed with it is much worse than death They're killing you with money, they just bought your silence You can't worship in a land full of pirates The more booty, I promise, the more scary Success can be a drag, you can ask Tyler Perry We sell sex and get mad that we have rapists We promote greed and get mad that we have haters I hated the police until a brother got robbed I hated welfare until a brother lost his job when I'm at work, I wash my pockets for them corporate thugs. When I'm at home, I wash my back for those crips and blacks. If my words bring conviction, let's call it context. 
I'm realizing life is pretty complex. Thoughts of an abortion taught me sanctity of life. A divorced man and woman taught me how to love my wife. A poor man sat me down and taught me about dignity. A blind man's vision taught me all about imagery. It'll leave you broke, that's why it's called the record industry. I forgot who I am, trying to get them to remember me. We adapt and evolve, the problems just revolve. Industry creates the very problems that they try to solve. I know I trace my image way back to the beginning. We didn't lost so much, we don't know when we winning. <laughs> I'm hated, I'm loved. I'm both, I'm a challenge, I'm cleaned, I'm redeemed I'm a recovering addict, I have baggage, I am damaged I am unequally balanced, I'm a servant But I have a room in the palace Uh, never told a lie Uh, never told a lie He been good to me He been good to me Alright, let me preach When I think of the goodness 